You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Heather Dyer, Sarah Somasundaram, and Aaron Walker for good food and some fun in the kitchen. At ATB, we make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. I am your host, Erin Walker, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Sarah Somasundaram. Hello, Hi, Sarah. Folks. And Heather Dyer. <laughs> hello, hello. How's it going today, ladies? Good. Sunny out. Yeah, that's yes. nice. It's cold. Cold, but tomorrow it warms up, so I'm like okay with the cold today. <laughs> I woke up with another headache this morning. Yeah, all the up and down is not good. And the type that just like come and go. Like you almost forget you've got it and then it amps up again. Like, yeah. yeah. And then by the time you think of taking medicine, you're like, oh, well, it's gotten better. So I probably shouldn't take anything if I don't need to. It's sort of the way I think of it. And then just take the drugs. It's okay. I'm I'm taking my own other medicine to we know what we know to help myself thank you hey did you read that (laughs) did you see the study (laughs) that there's the compounds in cannabis the cannabinoids that are thought to be uh providing protection against omicron so if you didn't already have a good Mm -hmm. reason to consume cannabis just add this one to your back pocket and keep on flying high friends (laughs) and this this brought to you by the cannabis growers of canada (laughs) Well, if I come over this weekend, I'll definitely be on that. Because <laughs> those are the few times that I do it. Watch yourself, Sarah. She's not editing this out. Just she's she's in. She's telling well, her editing story. That oh no, she's not. I can see I... it on her face. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed that little blip coming up on my Facebook feed. I had a good laugh at that. And well, we all need a little something to get through. So. Absolutely. Um, we could talk a little business. We have yes. a new platform. Erin uh-huh. has been working hard at putting Three Kitchens podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Because apparently people listen to podcasts on YouTube. This is not a video. Yeah. It is just our audio. It's called an audiogram. There's this new right. word I've discovered. See? That's right. We're old people learning new tricks, right? <laughs> Who says you can't teach it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Cool. So we're on YouTube. If you're a YouTuber or a YouTube frequenter, user, user, (laughs) I don't know what I'm even trying to say, uh, you could look for Three Kitchens Podcast on YouTube. Look us up on the YouTube. The YouTubes. The YouTubes. That's how you know that we're we're (laughs) age past this because (laughs) we don't know any of the lingo. We don't know how to talk about it. We have no clue. We're trying. We're trying. Oh, <laughs> We're I trying. had something. Speaking of like mispronouncing things. Oh, kind of. Right. <laughs> I have my sister. My sister is on um, TikTok. I think she just looks at it. She doesn't. Oh, the TikTok. Right. Right. The but TikTok. occasionally <laughs> the TikTok. Occasionally she texts to me and my other sister funny things that she comes across. And she sent mm. one that was, um, you know, when it's like a split screen and there's like one 
person mm, who's sort person of watching. watching someone else's video, yeah. right? Yeah. And so this guy is like watching this woman and she's eating something. I didn't look that close. I think it was a burger. She was talking about something she was eating and she's talking about what's on it. And she has this like Southern American drawl. And she's okay. like, and there's some mayo and pretty sure there's some wash your sister sauce. And it sounds like wash your sister. <laughs> so funny the way she says it. And the guy's like, uh-uh. from now on, I'm calling it wash your sister sauce. And I don't care what you say. <laughs> So I think I'm going to start saying wash your sister. <laughs> I love all the mispronunciations around that. Okay, I, I've got one. I've got one of like a TikTok like that. And it's a guy watching a woman cook. And okay. she's like, you put a little salt and you put a little pepper and you put a little garlic and you put a little cumin. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's oh like, God. what? <laughs> And yes, it was supposed to be cumin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh. The U has an ooh sound, my friend. It's a U. Ooh. Oh, God, that's good. Oh, I love gosh. those things where people just sort of laugh at what other people are doing. The reactions, mm. yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah, reactions to what other people. Yeah. Let's see if this, what I'm trying, is going to make you laugh. Oh, that's terrible. So oh. I, hope, I hope your cooking is not going to make us laugh. I hope it will. Unless well, it's with joy. It's it, it well, <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm gonna try something crazy. Because oh. you know. Because you're crazy. Because why do something if I'm not doing something ridiculous? Crazy is your middle name. All the way. <laughs> All right. So my crazy plan, it doesn't sound too crazy from the beginning here, but don't worry, you'll know where it's gonna get crazy. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm gonna make uh, Spanakopita. Oh, yummy. Oh, I had that on yummy, my yummy, list. Yummy. Oh, I'm so glad oh. you're doing this so I can learn from you before I do it. Awesome. Yay. So I found a recipe that I've already decided on. It sounds great. I'm super pumped about it. I don't think it's going to be that hard to make this filling and bake it in the oven. Easy okay. peasy. That's not the hard crazy part. That's not the hard crazy <laughs> part. Can anybody Oh, guess? no. She's going to make the phyllo pastry. She is. Yes. And this is what I want the tips on because I was totally going to do that and I still want to. So I'm so excited. Okay, I nuts. am total nut bar, but I am. <laughs> but I'll eat it. Going to make this by of pastry. No. Anytime you think Erin's crossing some cra into crazy town, just remember that she made that mayonnaise <laughs> by hand with a whisk. Yeah. After that was, five times. She raised her bar way high. Over two days. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it was a two day whisking. Oh, let's not go back there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay, so I'm going to make a homemade phyllo dough, and I found a recipe and a great little video that I watched that said how to make this phyllo dough, okay. and I think it's doable. Mm. Totally. Somebody who goes by the name Chef John, I found him on allrecipes.com. He's got a great little video that explains how to do it. He's got a great little voice that tells you how to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> listening to it it just makes you laugh because of the way he comes across he got he's got this little thing and it's consistent through the whole video it made me giggle right. as i watched it he made it look really easy and he said it's not that hard to do as long as you are really good about keeping it from sticking okay. like the dough from getting sticky oh okay so you make a dough it's a really basic flour olive oil salt wine vinegar and warm water Ooh, wine okay. vinegar Ooh. yeah Easy peasy, not hard to make the dough. You knead it for about five minutes and then 
you let it rest for about an hour, it says. And then you cut off, and he's like, I've done this enough times, cut off little 20 gram portions. So okay. just little pieces. He says, cut off five of them. And then you roll them out using a cornstarch and flour mixture to keep okay. them from sticking. And so you roll out plate si- small plate sized discs. Okay. And then you flour in between them and you stack them and you roll them out while they are stacked. So five of them. And he, he says, I feel confident enough to do five at a time. When you get better, you can do more. Okay. We're going to see if we can do the five that he suggests to start out with. You roll them out. You use your starch mixture to keep them separated and you just roll them until they're the des- desired thickness. What's the point? So why of you that? stack yeah. them? I, I don't understand. But why layers separated by starch? Like I don't get, I get when they put butter in the layer. When you're done, you get five sheets at once. I think this is so that you're oh, not rolling what? out five individual sheets. Gotcha, you mean gotcha. after you roll it, you can pull them apart? Yes. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now we get you can it. see okay. we were totally thinking they would roll and right. become one. Exactly. And that's where he says, this is where you have to make sure you're dusting and keeping the starch. Yes. I'm going to yeah. watch the video again while I'm doing it because he had some really great steps and really good tips. And he gave pointers like, you know, I tried to skip this step once and then mm-hmm. it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So he's got some good pointers and tips and advice for how I'm going to do this by hand. And I should be able to roll out five sheets of phyllo at a time. And then you can keep them by just covering them with parchment paper and rolling them up gently. You can freeze them or you can fridge them. And from Mm. that, I'm going to make this panacopita with a homemade phyllo dough. Nice. You crazy person. (laughs) He has a recipe for a baklava. And I was like, yes. Yes. So maybe we should go get some fresh honey from our. I still got some from Chinook Honey Company because I bought a big bucket. Right. So maybe we should get some fresh honey. And if this phyllo dough thing works out, I may do some baklava. I'd like to try making it myself and see if there's a, if there's a difference. Everyone says the stuff at the store is good enough. But yeah, you know, good enough according to find <laughs> Well, you'll find out if it makes a difference. Because sometimes yeah. things that are homemade, it makes a huge difference. And then totally. sometimes it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I feel so. like breads and doughs are one of those things where if you take the time and make it at home, I'm always happier. Right. And we'll see if I can make a phyllo dough. Yeah. The stuffing in the yes. panacopita or like what you're going to put in it. The filling. Yes, I, I do have a recipe that yeah. I'm going to follow. They say it's way tastier than what they've ever gotten in a restaurant. They really love this recipe that they have. And do you put it between like two layers? Phyllo? Is it phyllo or ah. phyllo? Why am I doubting my mouth? I, I <laughs> say phyllo, but could I be say phyllo. phyllo too. Okay, phyllo. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I got phyllo, but you know when you suddenly don't know a word? Do you want to see the picture of how they show? Oh, oh yeah. So you cut these long strips, you put your filling in, and then you kind of fold it over in a triangle. Right. And then you just kind of fold that triangle over multiple times until you get to the end of the sheet and you should get something that looks sort of like that. Oh, I get it. And so once they bake them, this is the glory shot right here. Oh my God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Me too. (laughs) You just can't go wrong stuffing stuff into a dough. Yeah. So it's got a finished spinach feta. 
and with the spinach can you don't really use fresh spinach right you use frozen well this one recommends fresh spinach oh okay so i haven't looked through the process oh it is supposed to be cooked down until wilted so I could use a frozen spinach, I would say. You just have to get the, a lot of the moisture out of it. Because frozen yeah. spinach, when you thaw it, tends to be super wet. Okay. Can I zoom in? Here's here's a cut open picture. So you've got the layers oh, of flaky so dough and then the stuff inside. You got me thinking this when you mentioned making spinach and feta. Gozleme. Yeah, the gozleme that you were With talking the about. Turkish yeah, in the pita yeah, episode. In the pita episode. <laughs> Where is Spanish pita? Is it is it Greek? Mm-hmm. I believe I it is so. Greek. Yes. Yeah. So it's one of those those dishes that maybe a few countries claim around that. I'll bet area. there's variations on the theme. Yeah, right. it could be. That that Seems would be my guess. Common, right? Just like empanadas kind of go from Central America all the way down to the tip of South America. Right. I would say the spanakopita or, I mean, anything wrapped in a phyllo pastry, I would mm-hmm. say is all around the Mediterranean. Oh, this is exciting. Phyllo pastry. Wow. And so mm-hmm. if you do freeze it, you have to freeze it between parchment papers so that they don't stick together. Once you've rolled out your sheets and as long as they're well dusted with the starch, you layer all your sheets and you just put parchment on the bottom and the top. Okay. So that when you roll it up, you don't press down on those okay. sheets. And he showed it where he kind of just pinched the edges that weren't touching any phyllo with the right. parchment paper. And he just rolled it and then bag it or put it into some sort of bag so it maintains its moisture. Right. And then it can go in fridge, he said, for a while or freezer. Interesting. Does the recipe so, make extra or is it? He made five sheets and then he said, and just keep repeating this with the rest of the dough. And oh, so interesting. I, I think I'm going to be able to make a lot based on the size of the dough balls he was using and the size of dough that he originally made. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess it makes quite a few sheets. Nice. Well, I mean, if you're going to do it. Okay. Well, let's find out how yeah. many that makes. If I'm going to go ahead and do this, I might as well make a bulk amount. and uh, Exactly. Yeah. And then you can make us the baklava. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait, Sounds Aaron. good, Erin. Good luck. Thank Can't you. Can't wait to eat. <laughs> I need it. Can't wait to eat it. Vibes. Good vibes. Excellent. Vibes coming. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to our communities with your utility bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. All right, ladies and listeners, welcome back to Three Kitchens. I made Spanakapita. You sure did. You did. (laughs) And it didn't take that many swears to get through it. Well, that's promising. Good to know. That was good. You know what? Making the dough was really easy. So the recipe I got was from allrecipes.com. And Chef John has a recipe for homemade phyllo dough. But he also pronounced it phyllo, Heather. So potato, potato. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Take your pick. Pronounce it how you want. So it was all-purpose flour, olive oil, salt, white wine vinegar, 
and warm water. You mix it all by hand. So it's a really sticky, uh, dare I say, goopy dough. <laughs> <laughs> back to goop. The goop. Back goop. To the goop. It, it wasn't as goopy goop as the, the, what was that? Strudel dough. Strudel. Mm-hmm. get it out onto your counter and you start kneading it until it doesn't stick to your counter anymore. You just keep adding flour. Okay. This was measurements rather than weights that I used. So I had to add quite a bit more extra flour to get it to not stick to the counter. So it was mm-hmm. a pretty sticky dough, but it yeah. kneaded up really nice. It almost reminded me a little bit of what it looked like to make your pita dough. It was oh, really, yeah. it sounds similar. Oh, just yeah. like, pushing your hands into something that's like stretchy and soft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was kneaded up in about 10 minutes and then you're going to put it into plastic wrap, let it sit for an hour, and then you can start dividing it up and rolling it out. Uh, So as per his advice, I made little 20 gram balls and each of these balls you want to roll out in a cornstarch and flour mixture. So that's mm-hmm. going to prevent everything from sticking. So first you roll out those little 20 gram balls into like a six inch or so circle. And once you've got those individual little plates of dough, you can stack with lots of starch in between. <laughs> you mm, can stack lots, okay. those little plates and roll them out. And I did, as he suggested, five at a time. Hmm. So you roll them out till they're double in size. And then he recommends at this point to separate them all and restarch in between. And so his suggestion for starching things, like usually I just grab a handful of whatever flour or this cornstarch mixture and sprinkle it on and it's not really even and blah, blah, blah. He got a fine mesh sieve out Hmm. and you just fill that with your starch mixture and it works really easy for getting it. smart really Mm. evenly yeah distributed on your little disc so then you can stack them again and then once you've done that second starching you can stack them and roll them to the size you want and then pop them uh on parchment paper and i made 20 phyllo discs okay so when you say pop them on parchment paper did you have to separate it and then put it on the parchment paper nope just well starched in a stack five at a time. And I, yeah, I made two packages of 10. So I had parchment paper, five pieces of phyllo, parchment paper, five pieces of phyllo. And then I rolled them up and then I just kept them in a big plastic bag. I had an old bread bag that was long enough and fit all the stuff in there. And it was exactly like the phyllo dough that you bring out from the store, Mm -hmm. but elasticy. Like it had a lot more give to it. It wasn't as brittle Mm. and crispy, but even when it baked up, it was still crispy and light and flaky. Mm -hmm. And the moisture, you could feel the moisture in it. Like as you put your hand underneath to pick it up, it would like your, you could feel that moisture. That's interesting because you think as you keep talking and I'm like picturing all this um, cornstarch and flour. I'm like, they must mm-hmm. be drying out. Like you would think so much of that over and over again and rolling with it and everything that they would be super dry. I think it helps having them stacked all together. I think mm. stacking them and rolling mm. them out helps because then you're not handling each piece so much. Yeah. I would imagine mm. if I rolled each piece out individually, I would end up using more starch. And you can kind of tell yeah. as you're rolling it out when you need to start starching again, because they don't slide on the counter as much and your rolling pin, you can see that it's thinning 
on this top surface one that you're doing. And then you're like, oh, oh it's gosh. probably time for me to, and that's about at double the size from that plate size. So hmm. yeah, it's really cool. I love how you can stack them and roll them. And instead of rolling each one yeah. individually, like what a time saver, total time saver. And the first one I did, because I was so nervous about, or having them stick together, I used a lot of starch in between. Mm. And it was funny because as I went to roll it out in that stack of five, it made that sound like, you know, when you're walking on snow and it sounds kind of like styrofoam oh, right. and it kind of makes that noise. I had so much starch in between as, as I rolled it out, it was kind of like, like you could hear that weird, like crunchy, strange noise. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if this means I have too much starch in between my layers. Well, clearly it worked out. So you're okay. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. I had to laugh. So I rolled out all my stuff and I just put it in the fridge overnight because I figured this, this took a lot of effort. I would say, if you're going to do this, mm. do this as like a team effort <laughs> or mm. do it with at least another person because I was wiped after right. doing the dough and then the filling the next day. And then all the, like trying to work with it and figure, I don't know. It was a lot of, because it was all new. I felt like my brain was a little busted at the end of this. Ah, right. And so then the filling that I made came from a website called dinner at the zoo.com dinner at the zoo. That's interesting. Isn't that a weird, Hey, most houses with children feel like a zoo at dinner time. That's right. I'm that guessing that's where it comes that's a from. reference. It didn't surprise me. I wasn't, I didn't think it sounded odd at all. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's like dinner time turned on. Somebody got, got it straight it. away. <laughs> Somebody could explain it to the rest of us. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it suggests using fresh spinach. If you get a lot of spinach in the summer or whatever, I think it would be really good with fresh, but I found the frozen stuff did well. I just strained the crap out of it. So I let it thaw completely. I put it in a strainer and had like a bowl sit on top of it to push it out. And then I was like, no, there's still too much moisture. So then I put it in cheesecloth and like rolled it up and squeezed it. Like, I don't know if you do this with your um, hand wash only clothing, but you lie down in a towel and you roll it up and then you mm -hmm. twist it until you get all that moisture out. Yeah, I yeah. did. I did one of those with it. So it got the spinach nice and dried out, yes. which I think was crucial for this so that your pastry doesn't get soggy. Mm -hmm. That would be gross. <laughs> That's not what you want. If you had used the fresh spinach, yes. then what would you have done with it? Would you have put it in a pan and wilted it first? Yes. So if it would have okay. been fresh spinach, you're exactly right. You want to put it in a pan with some olive oil, kind of do half at, at a time, it suggests, and cook it until wilted, then let it cool and wring out the excess moisture. Okay. Mm -hmm. The stuff in the mm -hmm. frozen packages worked perfect. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thaw, squeeze out, and you're good to go. Uh, so then uh, in a frying pan, finely chopped onion, green onions that were sliced thin, fry them up, and then you add some minced garlic, chopped fresh parsley, chopped fresh dill and you fry that up until it's mm. fragrant and yummy smelling mm. didn't take too long and then in a bowl you're gonna combine your feta cheese a lightly beaten egg salt and pepper and then all that stuff that you just fried up in the pan and just mix it around until you've got a nice thick mixture and then you're gonna bring your phyllo out of the fridge and start figuring out how do you wrap these little things up and use your phyllo <laughs> in an optimal way so that you're not wasting any to right. make all these little triangles right so I think I did like five different ways because 
the phyllo you get from the store are these long square sheets and the phyllo I made were these round discs. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, so how do I get a long, thin strip? First, I started trimming the edges to make it kind of square, but then it was, you know, wasting phyllo dough. And I was like, well, that's not right. So I finally figured it out. And I think I've got that on video for you guys to see. Okay. So check that out once Sarah attacks that and makes some sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> But essentially what I was doing was cutting each disc in half and then folding each of those halves. So you've got like a half circle. Circle, yeah. You're folding it in half again. And so you're not getting a full doubling because it said like brush melted butter and place two sheets together. Mm. But because my sheets aren't evenly sized and blah, 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 I just you got mostly two sheets. So I just uh, brushed it with butter and then folded that other half in and it kind of makes a strip not perfectly square but good enough and then right. you take your cookie scoop because everyone should have a cookie scoop. <laughs> i'm gonna talk <laughs> about the cookie scoop again <laughs> sorry heather oh, too funny hey that's okay a little cookie scoop of filling apparently it is necessary <laughs> i should have one <laughs> shame on you <laughs> So you're going to want to take a cookie scoop of filling and you just plop it down in the corner. And then the way they describe it is fold it like a flag until it comes up into this triangle oh, Because shape. we all know how to fold a flag. That's taking me back to like girl guide days. And I don't recall yes. how that so folding brush up on your girl scouts. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Essentially, you just kind of make a little triangle and then keep folding the edges right. over so that that triangle edge you're always folding on. And eventually all your filling gets tucked in and you get these cute little triangles. I think sometimes Spanakopita is also just layered like a square, like you make it almost like a in a square pan kind of thing. Oh, I've seen okay. it where then you just cut a square out of it Oh, instead of it okay. being all self-contained in the little triangle. So if you really didn't want to do all the folding, you probably yep. could find instructions that show you just how you lay the bottom, you put your mm. filling, you lay the top and how yep. that how you bake it, I don't know exactly, but I've seen it like that. But yeah, fold it up these little triangles, uh, brush them with butter, put them on your baking sheet. They bake for, I think I was baking them for about 16 to 18 minutes. There was one tray that I got a phone call as my oven was beeping. So I just turned off the timer on my oven and then talked on the phone and completely forgot that I had left oh. these in the oven <laughs> and it did not seem to matter they were a little more oh. brown oh, okay I gave you guys two that were the overbaked ones and two that were the baked for time ones could you tell the difference yeah I could tell mm. there were two that were oh. darker but they yeah. tasted just they there was no difference <laughs> in the taste Sarah right, ate right. them so fast she didn't look I, I ate them so fast I'm like ah, I didn't look at any color I'm like ah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. yeah so you know what if you mess up and they stay in the oven for too long it's not like you're going to have Sharon's pie here from Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You won't, you won't be crying. <laughs> I think those darker ones were also smaller. That may have had something to do with. They were the second batch I made. So they were better folded. Oh, that's, oh okay. Honestly, the size of them changed as I got better at figuring out how to use my dough because I went through right, so right. much troubleshooting on how do I make long, thin strips out of a circle. I just, it took me some time, but you know, played around with it. 
kept modifying it, figured it out. So the recipe that told you to make these circles that you were following yeah. to roll them up, didn't tell you how then to fold using the circles? Because the recipe that I used for making the phyllo dough was not the same as the recipe that I used for the spanakopita. And so- But it was, didn't tell you how to fill it and make something out of these phyllo? It was just phyllo <laughs> oh, Okay. And then okay. he said, you can use my recipe to make a baklava. And then the picture of the baklava was in a round tin that showed like okay. uh -huh. it being there sliced. You go. So I was like, ah, oh, see, this is, and I'm sure there's a way that you turn a round ball of dough into a square sheet. I'm sure that there's a way to roll things out to make that happen. Because every once in a while that does work for me when I'm making like cookies or yeah. whatever yeah. you can roll it out to get it anyway. I'm not a pastry chef. Hey, you could be the same. <laughs> yeah. So I was really happy with them. I loved the flavor in the filling. And my husband usually hates phyllo dough. He's like, Ooh. I hate phyllo mm. dough. Every time I bite into it, it's like the little pieces like stick to the roof of my mouth and my throat. And they're always so dry and crumbly. Mm. And, and I was like, yeah, I get that. But that's kind of what phyllo dough is about. It's supposed to be flaky. But yeah. when he bit into these, he was like, never buy phyllo dough again. This <laughs> is amazing. Then he better learn to make it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> is it so much better that it's worth making it from scratch? Yeah. yeah. I hate saying that it's so much better, but it definitely is so much better mm -hmm. because you're working in a big batch. Again, it was the first time I did it. It took me a while to like, Right. you know, dance with my two left feet. But now that I've figured that out, I think it would be simple to make. And because you can freeze it, because it actually worked to keep it in my fridge overnight, even though I was like, oh, I don't know okay. if they're going to stay apart. Am I going to open up my fridge the right. next day and have these like lumps Lump. of dough and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scratch again. No, it wasn't that bad. As long as you starch in between and you follow the rules that Mr. Chef John told me there. Yeah, totally doable. I thought they were delicious. Super delicious. Yeah, I know you said that you weren't a pastry chef, but I think the first thing I wrote was start a bakery <laughs> <laughs> and sell these because they were, wow. Super yummy. Mm -hmm. And I ate mine cold. I didn't even warm them up. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I've had Spanakopita. I don't remember the last time. And I don't remember if it was oh. always warm or what. And I just thought, I'm just going to try them just as they are. Mm -hmm. You know, like they mm -hmm. hadn't been in the fridge. They were list room temperature at this point, I guess. Delicious. You don't even need to warm yeah. them up. You could throw those in your lunch bag or your backpack when you go for a hike or whatever. <laughs> and like, uh -huh. don't worry that they're cold or room temperature because they're delicious. You don't have to yeah. warm mm -hmm. them up. They're kind of so, like the uh -huh. empanadas, like you can just, yeah, any temperature, oh. anywhere, anytime, mm -hmm. stuff your face with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so delicious. Did you so share delicious. with your yeah. families at all? Hell no. I, I did. <laughs> you should <laughs> I know by now. Sarah I always shares. I kind of figured. I rarely do. No, that's not true. One of my kids happened to be there while I was pulling them out. And he's like, well, I guess I'll try it. And I, because yeah. I told him what was in it and he tasted it. He took a bite and he was like, well, you know, it's a little too spinachy. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he didn't love the spinach. He has eaten things with spinach that he has liked. So I thought mm -hmm. he might like it, but he wasn't crazy about it, but he didn't say horrible things. And I was just like, okay, fair enough. Give them back. I'm eating them yeah. all. I think it's 
worth it seems to be worth it to make it yeah it's been a long time since i've had spanish capitas so that was a really like it was a really good treat and yeah i was trying to figure out if i've ever given my kids spanish capitas so and they really liked it oh that's good yeah it's just not one of those things that i think to make or think to buy right until i'm usually at a greek festival or something like that and then i'm eating it then yeah but, oh, i would eat so it out good. at restaurants and stuff but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and the recipe says that you can make them and freeze them and then just mm. take them out as you need them mm -hmm. sorry make them fill them up and then freeze them before you bake them so you can make them the day before and then put them in the refrigerator for up to three days and then just pull them out and bake them is one of the suggestions okay. or you can freeze them you know on a parchment lined sheet freeze until firm bake from frozen for 15 minutes until they're heated okay. through nice that's awesome it was really good i can't believe mm -hmm. you did that pretty cool so every time i've had spanakopita i've had it with that spinach and cheese feta cheese yeah are there other <laughs> fillings that go into it i've never come across any different ones but I don't do you guys know so i always thought it was a spinach and feta thing maybe it's called something different if you put a different filling in i would say spanakopita looks like it's always spinach and i have a mm -hmm. curious thought if the spanakopita means spinach in a pita oh you know what i mean like pita is kind of like a it's kind of a word that's used all over dough. the place in the mediterranean right. to refer to dough type things mm -hmm. so maybe See, guys, it's a food and linguistics podcast. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Linguistics. Two for the price of one. From Framboise <laughs> over here. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> We're just stabbing and I am just, don't take anything I <laughs> Spanaki is ah. the Greek word for spinach. See, yeah. fake it till you make it, ladies. <laughs> Google tells me spanaki. Ah. You got to pronounce it with the right finesse. Spanaki. <laughs> so i think you're right there you go so it means something about okay. spinach in a dough well thank you for making this yes love that was it. really good that was such a good treat like it's been so long since i've had that stuff so it was really yummy now i'm just craving greek food yeah yeah me too and now for the fine print we at three kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the treaty seven nations in southern alberta and the metis nation of alberta region three we honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us you can find pictures and recipe links on instagram and facebook at three kitchens podcast if you like and subscribe on your podcast player that helps more people find us mom's got spinach mom's got flowers manic pita we devour